Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to the Anfield Index podcast. It's episode 228, and I'm Trev Downey, podcasting to you in immense pain from a field in beautiful rural Ireland. And I am joined for this show, as ever I am, by Carl Kopak, Cam Branch, and super producer Guy Drinkle. Now, to begin the show tonight, um, Cam, during the week, made me aware, myself and Carl and Guy, aware of a contribution made to the media in the last week by the show's spirit animal, Brian Blessed, uh, a man who we all admire uh, massively, and not just for his bellowing voice, but also for some of the insanely interesting uh, anecdotes which he has at his uh, disposal at the drop of a hat. However, this, and I hope you'll forgive me, and forgive us and forgive Brian. It comes in the form of what could only be termed a, a party political broadcast on behalf of Brian Blessed. So it's about 30 odd seconds as these things tend to be. So give yourself a second, have a listen to Brian on a very well-known political figure of contemporary times. America's full of such brilliant people, brilliant professors, brilliant scientists, that you have an appalling, gormless, tasteless individual like Trump. <laughs> is that, isn't he? An appalling creature. What the hell are they doing with him? He's a total, complete, utter moron. If you could bellow something over to him, what would you say? Oh, I don't know. Get a haircut! <laughs> oh, God, Thomas, I was going to swear. And scram! Scram. That's beautiful. I, I particularly like the way he made fart noise in the middle and just yeah. said, he's that, Lure isn't Rasmus. he? Yeah, tremendous, tremendous stuff from Brian. Uh, you know, uh, measured and uh, not as incendiary as he could have been, so fair play to him. And a good way for us to open the show. I oh, think, and yeah. I should say, um, Trev, do you know that um, one former football manager disagrees with the sentiments this week? Oh, he does. And yeah. guess who that is, everybody out there? Carl's going to tell you. Lord Samuel. Large Samuel. Large Samuel has a, a penchant for uh, strongman politicians. And of course, he sees in Donald Trump a man of similar um, appetites and, yep. uh, and tastes and uh, uh, values. Uh, and that is probably the least surprising thing to have ever happened, really. So, folks, he really is a gobshite. Yeah, I mean... Stunning. I, I saw him and the smug delivery of it over the week. And of course, it was on a show. With... Exactly. Yeah. It was on basically UKIP's breakfast TV channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remarkable stuff. I mean, I have to say, right, surely at some stage there must be a health intervention to be had for the host of that talk sport TV show, ex-footballer. What's his name? Uh, Alan Brazil. I mean, he does not look well, that kid. He looks as if all he has to do is pass something sharp and he'll explode. Well, you, you know, um, it reminds me of you know those um, you know when you're a teenager. I'm, I'm sorry, this is a bit gross, everybody. But you know when you when you have a spot 
There you and go. You, and, you, and you just zit. squeeze it. And you just, yeah, zit. And you think it's going to go. And you don't it, want it to go at any particular time. I think that's been his last 10 years. Yeah. It just looks like that. He could go at any second. He's Mr. Creosote. He's, he's, Mr. Creosote is a really good comparison because the fella just looks really unwell. Now, obviously, I have far too much respect for my own um, um, fragile brain to ever listen to TalkSport. But I do believe from the quotes that I see and the assorted numpties that I see quoted on there that it really is the way you described it, like the the, the, the Brexit wing of, 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 of uh, sports media. Remarkable stuff. Um, anyway, Carl, I believe you're busy proving your uh, non-Englishness and actual scouseness tonight by... Uh, in, in, in engaging in a bit of a culinary pursuit. I'm, for the first time in my life ever, I've made a pot of scouse. And um, how, and how bad or good was that? Uh, sorry? How bad or good was it? Yeah, my mum just um, messaged me, so how bad is your scouse? I said, so is it as good as your nan's? Well, no, because it never can be, ever. Um, but um, I'm very very proud of it. Very, very proud. Will so you... I've, I've, I've done reasonably well. Will you explain to the uninitiated what is actually contained within the pan of scouse? Well, I have blind scouse, I'm vegetarian, so I don't have the lamb or beef with it. It's basically, it's a, it used to be called lobscouse, which is where it's from, which is a sailor's stew. And it's, it's well, the one I made it is swedes, pearl barley, carrots, potatoes, um, uh, some potatoes which have been soft, uh, sort of parboiled, as it were, um, and basically just lashed in a slow cooker for four hours. And, and uh, what's what's the seasoning there, man? Uh, oh yeah, pretty much a lot of stuff, a lot of pepper, and I like Worcester sauce. Okay. And you can have I, a bit of corn flour as well if you want to thicken it up. I don't actually, but um, I don't. But he made one, but I might do tomorrow. So hang on. So is it, so the thing that you ended up with was quite uh, uh, liquid. It was like a broth or something. Yeah, more more like a broth, a bit thicker than a broth because because it boils down. Okay. Um, but uh, and and it thickens with the other stuff in the pan as well. But uh, and, you, and you traditionally have it with um, uh, some crusty bread, which I did, and um, either and this is where the division um, happens back home. Either red cabbage or beetroot, and I'm a strict red cabbage man. Yeah, beetroot is kind of the food of the devil, in my opinion. Um, I'm, I'm, well, I've got a stomach acid problem at the moment, so I can't um, I can't really have that. Mind you, I've just eaten pickled red cabbage, so that's a, that was wise of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not supposed to, so I don't eat too much of that stuff, but uh, I'm a big red cabbage fan. Big red cabbage. I love it myself. I love it myself. Cam, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you are uh, a, a beetroot fan, are you? God, no. Are <laughs> you not? No? No, can't stand the stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. Oh, I, I, the, the reason for my dislike of it is we it used to be on the table all the time when we were kids because, you know, we, I'm, I'm from the country, as everybody knows, and, uh, you know, dad always grew vegetables and, and, and his folks would have as well. So there was always, you know, homemade potatoes. There was always things like beetroot. So it was always on the table, and I remember eating it, and people used to sprinkle salt on it. That was how it was eaten an awful lot of time. Right. Just just on brown bread with, 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 with a bit of salt on top of it. And it was it's a kind of a taste of my childhood. And then you know when you get a sickening of something? Uh, I just had it, and I felt uneasy and queasy afterwards, and I can't even look at it now. I honestly can't. Um, what about red cabbage? Can you manage that? Yeah, yeah. Cabbage is no problem. That's, that's more fine like... with that. Yeah. There's, there's certain... Fr- there's certain um... Root vegetables, I can't, I, I can't stand, you know, your Swedes and stuff like that. Um, not big fan turnips, horrible stuff, horrible. I, I cut my first Swede today. I've never cut a Swede before. What? It's like it's like metal. Really I, difficult. 
is 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 yeah is is it like that turn up thing where you think you may actually lop off your hand because it's yeah, so difficult? Every, every, it's, yeah. It's, it's either you really got to go in like a millimeter, or your handle ends up beneath the work surface of which you're cutting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite literally beneath it with the rest yeah. of you above it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's it's. I always feel I always feel a little bit terrified of that. Anyway, I've, take, I've taken us all on down a culinary route there, where Carl. We didn't even get your opening thought for today. So, okay. what what is that? Well, basically, I've been uh, I've been watching an old TV program of all my favourite programs ever, um, and it's one of those things. I, I, I thought I watched ten minutes, and I'm just about to start season two tonight, um, and it's this. I won't do the accent. Don't matter who did what to who at this point. Fact is, we went to war, and now there ain't no going back. I mean, shit. It's war. What it's what war is, you know. Once you're into it, you into it. If it's a lie, then we fight on that lie. But we've got to fight. I'm assuming this is from the wire. It is, yeah. That's why I'm uh, not doing the accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, the, man, the, the man who says those words has got the greatest voice in the world, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be a man who uh, who, who tries to, you know, lessen it by. Um, but by impersonation. Well, only because I happen to know you're a big fan of Prop Joe. I'm guessing it's Prop Joe. Love Prop. No, it's uh, it's it's his um. Idris. It's right hand. No, it's um. Oh, right. Slim Charles. Uh-huh. Slim Charles. Slim Charles. No re- huge. No relation to Large Samuel. No. Very, very <laughs> different men. I'm guessing. Very very different, very different men. In yeah. The, um, speaking of voices, actually, Carl, I, I don't know where you were on this. You probably just happened to be more informed uh, at the time than I was. But it was spirit shocking to me back in 04 or whatever it was. That I watched The Wire and binged it all to discover in the immediate aftermath that Dominic West is a Brit. Not just a Brit, a Brit with a oh, lovely yeah, pl- plummy voice, you know. And, yeah, absolutely. He is. He's eating. He's also Trinity College. He went. He was in my place for four years. Oh, okay. uh, while I was there, this is mental, and I didn't realize that. And um, and uh, well, at least there was at least two years of crossover, and I could, I, I, I saw him being interviewed, and I thought, I thought he was taking the piss, doing an accent for the sake of it, and then I realized, holy shit, he's British. Now, by the way, <laughs> you can actually hear it when you go back and watch it a second time. It's not. The I, I, I'm the same with interest now. I'm picking up little bits of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Bit. I only watched it last year. The whole I binged it and uh, I wasn't overly impressed with Idris's uh, American accent. And does it, does it does it stand up in in, in the pantheon of all time great ones for you or, or are you? Oh, as, as a as a as a series as a show, it's uh, fantastic. Definitely up there in you know top ten material without a doubt. I've seen it catching a lot of shade recently. It's it's become quite um, uh, popular to to say I'm not really into it. I noticed, but uh, yeah, that's a good. That's I very much enjoyed that quote. And you know what? Carl, I know exactly. I know exactly where you're going with that. We, we go to war on that lie. Yes, it's going. It's going to. Uh, it's going to feed into our chit chat about the whole yeah. football related malarkey, and maybe you can work it back in uh, to remind people at the time. Uh, Cam, what about you? Your opening uh, thought for the show? Uh, something new and different today. Uh, seeing as how last week was a roaring success, where you uh, both astonishingly. Um, Got, got my quotes as such, and you know that completely bamboozled me. That you and that's, that's never happening again. It's no. never ever happening again. No, so what I thought I'd do over. today. So what I thought I'd do today is is a little quiz. So this is oh, for you, for you both. Uh, it's it's all based on novels. So you know, trying to keep it in theme for you guys. So any any of them mind? 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that that might not be so fair on Trevor. Yeah. And what do you do, Carl? <laughs> without landing, Trev. <laughs> See, uh, this is this is seamless. Uh, what, what I was going to say on Amazon. <laughs> what I was going to say to you, Cal, uh, is, is this like a buzzer's thing, or have you got yeah, a question? Yeah, like a buzzer. Yeah, yeah. Whoever comes in first. Okay, go Whoever for it. Whoever answers go. first, yeah. Um, how, so many you, questions, how many questions have we got in this? I've got six ready, so... We Holy can, shit, okay. I could do, do, do five, I could do three. You know, best do, of, do, 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 do five so we can do a tiebreaker. All right, cool. You ready? Yeah. Go for it. What was Charles Dickens' last novel? It was... Um, it was the mystery of Edwin Drew. Oh, well done! What, Very come good. On. Very what, what do you do for a living, Trev? Hey, hey. <laughs> well, I don't teach Charles Dickens if that's what you're fucking saying. But go ahead, go ahead. Okay. What was the first of J.R.R. Tolkien's novels to be published after his death? Oh, for no, fuck's sake! No one cares all about puppets. <laughs> the first I'd of his novels. The Silmarillion is my guess. What? Sorry. The Silmarillion. Two notes, Carl. Jesus Christ! Um, I, I, I am the least. I am the least. Yeah, yeah, our Tolkien man in the world. Believe have me. you have you read that? No, I've I've literally but, but never. Did you? I've never give the world Marillion. You know, which, which which I mean, fair play. What 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 a, what a spectacular group. But I I, I uh, yes. I've never read a Tolkien, and I've never read a Harry Potter, and I've no, never I read a, no. Anyway, oh, sorry, sorry, Cam. I, this is this is uh, Carl back in the net. If you score this one, you've got an absolute whitewash in this yeah. quiz. So go uh, for it. Okay, um, I, I'm going to apologise now if I butchered a surname. I hope I don't. How many novels did Emily Bronte write? Uh, go on, then. Is that your buzzer? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she only wrote Wuthering Heights. She only wrote one. As as I, I want my prize will be to someone to buy me bloody book for once. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've uh, listen, uh, listeners. It's getting it's getting increasingly narky when Carl mentions <laughs> this. I don't know if you've noticed it. It's gone from like sort of uh, you know a jolly up to a little bit passive aggressive. It's flat out narky now. He's annoyed with you. Well, I've book. the title. The, the title is now "Falling Without Landing." For fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah, for fuck's sake! Yeah. <laughs> And, and and the first one is and what do you do, you cunt? Two ninety nine each. Well, I, I, I hopefully there's no uh, uh, there's no uh, children listening there. I apologise for the use of the no. uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, terrible terrible word that people get all bent out of shape about. It's a word. Relax yourself. Um, anyway, uh, are, we, are we doing the last two? Can I have my five nil? Oh, no, you, you cannot have your five minutes. Get out. <laughs> End the humiliation for the love of Christ. I'm trying to be nice to you here. And, I'm, I'm going to declare on three, though. Yeah, and by the way, if you if you two think that I don't know you set this up in advance, <laughs> this off. Don't need to, absolute, don't need to. absolute fuckers. Don't need it's, to. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll make it uh, even next week. Dude, yeah, yeah, you tap me up next week. And yeah, try no, to, no, instead yeah, of I'd next never week. want to put you down, would I, Trent? Never. No, no, it's not a thing you'd ever do. No, no. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm above all that. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. 
to see to see what the only <laughs> I was talking yesterday. I, I went in. Uh, I, had a, I had a horrific day, as I think Carl did, of uh, medical bullshit, and uh, it's 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 getting increasingly stressful and and, and worrying for me. And I met, I, I was sitting around the waiting room, was flat out, and I just put a, a tweet. And when I checked it. Later on, there was like 50 or 60 lovely people I'd responded, God bless them all. And, and, uh, <laughs> the only thing I got from Cam was, the only thing I got from Cam listeners was a fucking three page treatise about Jordan Henderson, <laughs> <laughs> which he actually thinks he's going to do on the show tonight. He actually thinks Carl Coppa. There was a bit more than Jordan Henderson. He thinks Carl Coppa is going to allow him to, uh, <laughs> To, to statistically <laughs> analyze Jordan Henderson tonight. So well, if you I didn't, watch, see, I didn't see your tweet yesterday. I was I was out all day. I didn't get home till eight. You've all been right. ex, you've been exposed. You've been exposed for the for the heartless <laughs> bastards. Um, so if you, stay tuned. Oh uh, yeah, listen to me being heartless. All the abuse I get off you lot for having to do pods <laughs> at certain times and the beatings I'm going to get about it. No, that's cool, guys, isn't it? Let Cam get a beating, not a problem. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just rolling pin love. <laughs> yeah, rolling pin love. And then listen, how you set up your domestic affairs is none of our uh, concern, to be honest. You know what I mean? You, you Look, just go for there, it. There you go. There's the love. How you set up your domestic affairs is none of our concern it does it does i'm quite i'm quite happy to i'm quite happy to stand over that um let's let's get into the football because uh much and all as i'm enjoying this um uh, rambling introduction uh people will want us to to talk a little bit about the reds and i suppose we have to react to the derby there are lots and lots of things that we can do uh there i don't want us to get into uh Probably what an awful lot was filling our heads in the immediate aftermath of annoyance with the result, annoyance with certain players, annoyance with people talking about certain players, all that kind of thing. It has somewhat dissipated over the days, as it tends to. But there remains a glaring situation, which is that two of the last six games have been won uh, and the rest of them have been drawn. And there's been quite a lot of points uh, that have gone a-begging. Um, and no matter how you uh, chop it up, no matter how you reframe and restructure, there has been a lead that was there that uh, has evaporated and gone into a deficit. Uh, these are facts. There's no way of, of, of avoiding that. Um, whether you're, we're all in, this, this league can still be won, or whether you're, it's, it's gone now and you want to be a pessimist, uh, that is still the facts. So I want to talk about why that might be happening. Um, what is it, if anything, that we can see as a pattern uh, that might be causing that. Um, so, you know, you've had long enough to mull this over. Um, Carl, what do you think is at the heart of why the Reds are not turning these, you know, inverted commas, must wins uh, into the three points that they should be and are instead walking away with a point under their arm and a feeling of frustration? Well, I was at the game and the thing that came over um, from the second half in particular was just the acceptance of pragmatism, I think, rather than anything else. The team was set up not to lose, while Everton's team was set up not to lose. Um, and I don't think either side were particularly good. Um, a lot's going to be made in the midfield, and you know, quite rightly so. I, 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 I don't get the Henderson hatred at all, but um, uh, it, it was mad that we, but we basically just had three shift workers in the middle of the pitch um, who were never going to break the rank, or you know, never going to change formation. Um, and I think it was just, I think 
people are calling us bottlers and they're not Liverpool fans and were saying that but um I think it's not it's not the same thing as bottling I think it's just a case of um the situation can get out of your get into your head sometimes and the reason I say that is when we played Bournemouth we were second in the league so it felt like the pressure was off a bit so we'll just go and play our normal game and our normal game is battering people I think if we were second on Sunday we batter Everton um, the fact that we were top and um, you know City had got their win away um, gets in your head a bit because if it's nil nil on seventy five, you can see the players thinking, "Oh Christ, this is a draw, isn't it?" And if, if you get if you get into that mindset, then I think it it, it it's like a self fulfilling prophecy almost. Well, the, the, you're not going to win that game. The absolute proof of of your observations there uh, for anyone who'd like to revisit it is the last ten minutes, which coincided with the introduction of Adam Lallana. That's a different story, and I'm not I'm not roping that into the narrative just now. I'm talking about the last ten minutes where we make a change to influence the game. You hope, and as you said, practicality uh, won the day, and that was implied very much in Jurgen's quotes, uh, where he said nah, maybe not Naby in this game, uh, um, and talking about you know. He was implying that Lallana was a safe pair of hands. And of course, nothing happened by way of an attack. Not a thing in those no, last 10 no, minutes. No, 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 no one broke the line at all. No one yeah, but, the line. But, 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 but Carl, to, 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 to emphasize the point that you're making, that's so atypical. I've, I've done post-match Raw uh, for a season and three quarters now. And each and every one of those, I find myself talking about some massive incident that's happening at the end of a game. Because we play to the whistle. I've said it, if I've said it once, I've said it seven million times on that show. We play to the whistle. We did not play to the whistle. We did not play to the death. There was no uh, risk taking. We were risk averse in that last section. And here's the reason I'm worried about the observation that you're making being correct. Because it has a real whiff of 0809 about it in that regard. Yeah, I I mean... Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. Although it's the opposite problem, it was draws at home that were the problem uh, in a way to nine. But um, I, I, I think he's basically just trying to get through games. I think he's trying to manage games, and and we've had some hard ones. I mean, people talk about the four draws and six, but that's United away and away derby against the side who want to kill us and Bayern Munich. So you know, let's let's not dress this up as Fulham away, you know, or Fulham at home or anything like that. They're hard sides, and I think. It's, You've got to say at some point, we did well not to lose any of those games. See, because it's on the back of Leicester and West Ham, though, Carl. That's what really oh, no, frames absolutely. And, we, and yeah. we were dreadful in both games. I mean, I was at the West Ham game, and we were, we were absolutely terrible. But we're nothing like as terrible as we were at Goodison Park, because no one was on it. The goalkeeper and, and, and Van Dijk, um, no one was on, the, was on the game at all. I think that's Mo Salah's worst game for us. Um, and, and that's definitely James Milner's worst 20 minutes I've ever seen in my life. Um, nothing, nothing happened at all. And I don't know if it was the atmosphere it was getting, uh, it was, it was quite loud in the ground. I've heard people say that yeah, it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it wasn't quite vocal. I thought it was, to be honest. Um, I just thought if we're second or third or, or in eighth place, we go and win the derby because we're fighting two battles. And uh, this is something we've been doing a bit, a bit this season. We've been playing the, the occasion, not the game. And I thought that was very much the case when we played City as well. It, it's every single pass was made with the knowledge of at the end of this game there will be points handed out, and I don't know which way it's going to go. Whereas when we're not doing quite so well, Mo Salah's taken one touch, not two. 
I think Mo Salah scores two goals in any other game this season. Mm. Um, but the away derby, when City can go top um, with a point of advantage, I think it gets in their heads a bit. And I'll say again, that's not bottling at all. That's just being a human being. And that's the way this league is going to be decided. It's also it's also been an inexperienced human being because you could see a man who was absolutely born for this type of thing in Virgil van Dijk, peerless performance, absolutely calm as you like and actually stopped us from getting mugged in this game yeah. and against United. Uh, as did as did Fabinho against United, um, you know. So lads, have, we have that side of the game. Then it's this other thing, as you said. You know, uh, very few people talking about Mo Salah and wastefulness because we don't like to. But it's a fact on the day. It was as you said, any other game, maybe it is in his head, but maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just a, a, a thing that uh, hopefully the new mindset now where we are looking up at City, even if it is a point, may help. But do you think, Cam, that's a thing? Do you think that it may actually be a little bit of a, a lifting off of a burden psychologically that um, we know now that we need them to slip up so we just get on about our own business and we don't have too many uh, too many uh, mental arithmetics to do. Just We just win our games. I know you could say that's all we have to do when we're a point ahead. I get that. But do you think that's it's a simplification that maybe it's a, it's a load off mentally? Do you think? Is there anything to that? Yeah, I mean, aside from uh, Jordan Henderson and James Milner, none of these players have been in the title challenge. None of them that I'm aware of. I can't think of anybody who has been in, in a title challenge. So that they, they are they are going to feel the pressure. There's no doubt about it, and that and that's what it comes down to. You know, Mo's if Mo had taken one or two of those chances that he, he had and we'd scored. We're, we're talking a completely different game because there's no way Everton were going to score. Or it didn't seem like they were going to score. I don't remember maybe one save aside, Alison Becker having to make a save, really. You know, that was a really made, made you think, oh, God, they, they're about to score. You know, um, it is pressure. Um, and if you look at the game itself, it was um, that midfield. I know I'm not going to point fingers at anybody. I'm not going to do that. But nobody was nobody was bursting a gut to get into the box and support the front three. There, there was no runners. Carl said it. There's no runners. I, I saw Carl tweet it. That runners. There's nobody running into the box. You, you, you're relying on three players to do everything to score the goals. Our midfield just does not score goals. You can't keep relying on your strikers to bail you out. The defence is doing what they need to do. They're stopping the opposition the, the midfield is the midfield setup is to stop the opposition from attacking us, and I think Jurgen's got into this mindset of, like Carl said, safety first. Make sure you make sure you don't concede. Make sure you get make sure you get that point. You know, it's it's squeaky bum time. If you can pinch a goal, win a game one nil. City dominated that game against uh, Bournemouth at the weekend. I think they had what eighty two percent possession or something. Bournemouth didn't have a shot on goal. Let alone yeah. stop on target. Yeah, but that's pitiful. I mean, that's yeah. not. I don't. That, that is a disgrace. The point yeah. is, City still only managed one goal. Yeah. You know, they got that goal. If we just got that goal, I didn't see Everton scoring. I didn't see anything from Everton really to say that they were they were going to do us. They, they, had, had a, they, they had a flash across the box a couple of times. A, yeah, a couple of times. But. They did, and they also there was there was a free kick that called us very shitty, and it was just lucky that Cheng Tosin had just come on and had a horrible touch because he was in the clear. And, yes. and 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 to lean into the point that you're making, Alison Becker has been vital in co- in a couple of games recently. The defense are doing their thing. 
the attack, yes, maybe a little bit on occasion has been uh, misfiring. And that's, as you say, where you need the midfield to step up and do a thing. And listen, there's no agendas to be, to be, to be hammered around here because none of those three lads did anything that we, you could, of, of note at all in an attacking sense. Not Jordan, not Fabinho. And not Ginny Wijnaldum. Ginny had one of his AWOL games. I thought those things were a thing of the past. Sadly, no. I don't, uh, think, G- I don't, I don't think it was fit, to be honest. Well, I just don't think he plays well, Jordan Henderson. I think there's an issue between the way those two are set up. They just don't. They just don't play in away games. I don't think they play well together. I, I'm yet to see any evidence of really any away game. Maybe Spurs aside away. Of well, where those two work. They at home, no problems. We well, see there. You're, you're you're always going to be right there. You're going to be statistically right there because they are two members of of the 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 midfield that has been, you know, looked at as being spectacularly unsuccessful in big games away from home. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and whatever the mechanics and reasons behind that are, they absolutely bear analysis. And it's not it's 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 not really okay or enough to just go. Well, no, like, I mean, they're all good lads. It just hasn't worked out. I mean, it's, football, we know, is more scientific than that. There was probably very, very good reasons for it. But <laughs> ironically, it doesn't seem to matter um, because it, it, it's continually selected. And, you know, we, we've seen what Hendo can do when he's up and at him very recently, and it was it was invigorating to watch. We've seen what Fabinho can do, both defensively and in attack. And we've seen Jorginho Wijnaldum uh, be wonderful in recent games. So it Jor- was... Ginny's been our best midfielder this season. Yeah, yeah. So consistently throughout the whole season, he's been our so, best midfielder. So Fabinho, like I said, has stepped up. It's just a bit of a shit show that yeah. that everyone was underwhelming on the day, and they w- really were. There's no two ways about it. As were our attackers, and as were the fellas who we introduced off the bench. And look, there's there's no kind of chatting around it. Well, I, I hinted at it there when I was talking to Carl. Carl, you said you were at it. I mean. I imagine there must have been quite a lot of head scratching going on amongst the Liverpool faithful. When oh, there's loads of shouting at the pitch afterwards. But but even when, at, when, when Adam and, comes and, and, when Adam comes lolloping on at 83 minutes, surely everybody's going no shack no. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean sort of less of it, but uh, the final whistle got it got very sort of vocal where I was, and um, I, I may have had a small word with somebody at one point. Um, don't call you Liverpool captain that, um, but. Yeah, there was a bit sort of, well, he's set up for the draw, isn't he? He's taken the draw on 83 minutes. Um, you know, when you'd expect a more advanced player to come on. Um, um, actually, can I just say this? I, and I don't care how unpopular this is. The first thing Adam Lallana does in that match is really good. Because he squeezes between two of their midfielders and comes out with the ball. And I thought, oh, we might get something. But of course, he's so bloody slow, they catch him again and take it off him. That's it. So I, thought, I, thought, I thought, well, maybe he's, it's, is he trying to be a 10 behind a 3? Uh, but then you know he, he stayed on the same you know um, vertical sorry horizontal line as the as the other midfielder. So no, is the answer to that. Yeah. Um, no, it's he loves Lallana, doesn't he? And I, I don't see it myself. But um, I think Adam Lallana's okay if the league was ten percent slower. I think he'd be I think he'd be really good. Yeah, listen, he could be really good in a, in a team set up to make him some sort of a fulcrum ball going through him stuff like that. He's going to have to evolve that because this idea that he's a, a run around player that's that's uh, unfortunately in the past for Adam. And, uh, it'd be a brilliant. Uh, it'd be a brilliant nineteen nineties Serie A player. That's for that because they don't run. They didn't run in the nineties in Italian midfields. Well, if you remember the last game he came on, he went on to lead the line for a little while there. And he could yeah. actually, he could actually be okay as a 10 or something like that and just, uh, strolling about and doing his little bits. But 
yeah, it's never going to happen in this league. But uh, the, south, the South Coast parallel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody's yeah. nobody's told there. Uh, yeah, told but you, you, you can do that uh, when we're three or four nil up. Not a problem. Yeah, not when yeah. we're nil nil. We need a goal. He hasn't he hasn't contributed anything since he signed a new contract, as far as I can remember. Yeah, in, in, in a derby as well. He's not really a derby player, I think. Well, see, that's the thing. An awful lot of people would be of the mindset that that's exactly what he is. And I know Jürgen is, because Jürgen really likes that side of him, thinks he's a feisty individual. And this conversation about training came up. I spoke to Jan Mulby about it briefly. Uh, and I've seen endless debates about it. I know in the immediate aftermath of the game, um, Harry Sethi was getting a few pelters because he was like, well, surely maybe towards the end you would introduce someone who can break the lines like Nabi Keita or Shakiri and... Uh, he got told. I would agree with that. Well, yeah, absolutely. And he got told in a very condescending way by top fans that Jurgen watches them in training, and therefore he knows best. And now there's not one of us here who's an idiot enough to suggest that we Jurgen's forgotten more about football than we'll ever know, right? Um, that's yeah. not the point. What we're doing oh, is. Oh, talk- oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. What was that? 1978, unused sub. Crocs of Prime is good against Rudston Road. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> Where's my well, awards? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got to ask, Cam, what's yours? What's, what's your, your football low, stroke high? How far um, did you get? Well, I, I went to the football trials wanting to be a goalkeeper, and uh, they had two other goalkeepers and wouldn't even let me play in goal. So, yeah. So about the same, I, I, I didn't get. I didn't get on. The I, I, so I, I, I practically did not even bother doing the trial. Why are we talking about low points here? What did I say that 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 that, uh, that encouraged that? Because we know more than the club. No, I said the opposite. I said he's forgotten more about football. No, than no. Than ever. Oh, yeah, no. okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just upping my game a bit there by reminding you of my magnificent uh, handing out the oranges in 1978. Fair play, mate. Actually, sorry that that does in, add in, a lot in, of kudos in, in, in L11. It's probably it's probably brought you up on a level par with Jurgen now. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, but BC, very similar, but, very similar backstories. Very very similar origin story. Yeah, but the, the the thing I'm the point I'm 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 at pains to make is that look, we're we're allowed. You have to be allowed to talk about some, Jesus Christ. Kenny Dalglish like is a saint in my eyes. But I remember towards the end of his time saying, "Oh, he's got it wrong there. Oh man, that's bad. Oh, that's not a good decision." And, uh, and back in the day when things were flying, I used to think, what's he doing there? Why does he keep bringing on Craig Johnson? Why isn't he bringing on Paul Walsh? What's happening with this? Uh, you know, you used to have conversations like this because you're allowed to. We're just discussing the game. And John Walk again. John Walk again. again. I, I guess, what, guess what, Trev? We're still allowed to, despite what Top Fan says. Well, you are still allowed to, and it's just yes. a discussion. But, you know, um, just on that point, Cam, because you didn't really get to. I know you had loads, loads of 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 of, uh, of input that you wanted to talk about the midfield. But just on that point, right? What is it? What is it that you think is going on there with Keita and Shakiri? Is it? I mean, you, you heard what Harry got told about club season and training. That that must mean that Keita and Shakiri get on uh, BMX bikes and pull wheelies for the whole of training whilst eating ice cream. Uh, they, they, it must be. Must be yeah. What else could it be? What else could it be? You know, they've got a, they've got a special track, uh, BMX track built in Norwood now, just for guys to go around who aren't going to be playing on the, on the weekend. So, you know, because they're not good enough trainers. You know, it, it, you know, it's not it's 
such a nonsensical argument of because I trained really well. I don't, I don't care. What if Mo Salah trains rubbish? You can drop him. What if uh, Alisson trains rubbish? You can drop him. No, they're your two best players. If VVD just scrolls around in training, doesn't put all the effort in, you're going to drop him. No. Well, hang on. Let me tell you a story that Jan just told me in the previous show. He said when they go away with Denmark for the week for the international breaks, uh, Jesper Olsen would be nowhere near the starting eleven. Uh, he used to play with Man United. People of a certain vintage will remember Jesper. Number seven. Uh, yeah, a, a little, a little uh, wispish. He wasn't a bad little player. Luka Modric sort of looking fella, and he, uh, he, he was nowhere near the starting eleven because that was a hell of a squad. That Danish squad, Jesus Christ, they had players. But Jan said by the day, by day three, or by the end of session three, everybody was saying he's got to pick Jasper because he's training out the skin. The kids on fire here, and he did, and invariably Olsen got a game. So there is that aspect to it. Yeah, but then there's, there are players who are just genuinely bad trainers as well. well haven't you, I mean, I'm sure I've heard in the past all oh, that such and such a player who was awful in training, but he was he was a magician on the football pitch. You know, it, it works both ways. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Paul McGrath never trained. He was imperious every yeah. week. Yeah, Joe. Um, Gerard, uh, Gerard, Gerard, because, of, because of his knees. Yeah, no legs. You know, yeah, yeah, he had no legs, but he still they still wheeled him out on match day, didn't they? Yeah. You don't, it's not just about training. It's it, it, we always say horses for courses. You pick your best eleven to beat the opposition, whatever the best eleven may be. Uh, okay, so, so so why isn't Shakiri or Keita in our best eleven or in our Let's change this up eleven, according to Jurgen. In your opinion, what do you think is what do you think the factors are that are influencing him and preventing him from putting in these two guys who every one of us was screaming for one or the other? Some of us not so convinced in Nabi Keita. Some of us, like myself, just want to keep playing him. Uh, I often hear uh, on post match world, Dave often says like about Trent. Look, even if he if, even if he does fuck up, just keep playing the kid. Because he's good and he'll just keep getting better. And I'd like to see that with Naby. That's just a personal opinion. Absolutely. So I, I, I come back to this question uh, to, to you on this. What is it that is preventing Jurgen? What do you think Jurgen is not seeing? Let's forget about the train thing. Let's put to one side. That is stopping him from acknowledging them as part of, if not our best 11, then our best, let's change it up here. And I'm, just, I'm just going to work. Um, um, Lock my Twitter account before I reply. Sorry, Cam, carry on. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking you know, you, my you head don't in need on to it. Yeah, this this will be going out in a few hours. So you got yeah. a few hours, Grace. Yeah. Um, Jurgen Klopp is being cautious. It's as simple as that. He he's approaching games right now, and I feel with a philosophy of not lose, not lose, not lose. That's it, and it's almost like. Don't concede, don't concede, don't concede. Which and any other year is fine. Any other year yes. is absolutely fine. If, yeah. if we were 10 points clear and he said, I'm, I'm t- by the way, lads, I'm taking the draw in the derby, we'd all go, yeah, okay. Don't Perfect don't sense. Lose. Don't lose. Yeah. But we can't yeah. say that yeah. this year. I mean, um, that's what you could have said in 13-14. Liverpool versus Chelsea, a draw, and we win our next two games. We're champions. Yeah. And your logic there, Carl, and what you're agreeing with Cam is... Perfect, and it may end up being a masterstroke if 
Jürgen is saying, look, we just do things the careful way. We take our results and hopefully we'll win eight of our last nine or nine of our last nine and hopefully City will fuck up. And then it looks like a masterstroke. Yeah. And then we, then people who are uh, crying too much have tremendous amounts of omelette on their face and deservedly so. No way I'm cooking them an omelette. <laughs> 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 fuck them. Sorry. Because <laughs> what they'll do is they'll come back and say, you'll never walk alone. Yeah. What about you people that didn't believe after Everton and, and United? Because you've got to make fucking nerves, you people. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I think he is pulling a massive stroke because I think we're going to win the league. It's as simple as that. And I, that might be the point. I, I've been thinking this all year. You have to have that belief. Right now, yeah. you have to have that belief. And you don't have to. to. You still I, have I, to. No, of course you do. You've got to. If you <laughs> if, if you don't have that belief, then you then why why are you actually supporting the team? It's funny you said that, Cam. I, I saw a tweet this week, and I'm not going to name the person involved because it was a retweeted thing, and which is a horrible thing about Twitter because you, 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 obviously timeline. You think I just don't want to deal with any dickheads, and then someone retweets a dickhead, and they get too annoyed about it. Someone said. Um, we're not going to win the league and don't say I'm not a fan because I love blah 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 etc it's just that I'm a realist no you're not you're a fucking idiot because this club is based on romance this club is based on hope this is based on a team that came from three goals behind to win the European Cup I hate that fucking shit I really do is that, yeah, is, but I'm is, a realist is that a bot that, would that be nine games it, to though? go would that yeah, be bottling it? Is that, yeah. is that then the fans, certain fans, some fans possibly bottling it? That's, that's because if, if a player came out and said that, can you imagine if Dexy came out and said, well, we're not going to win the league now because, you know, we've, we've had a couple well, of goals. Julio well, did it before a season once. He said, he said, obviously, we're not going to win the league. Like, what the fuck are you doing then? What yeah. are we doing here? Dexy's a bad example. Dexy's going to say the opposite of that every time. No, I, I like that. I like <laughs> the point is, I'm using the, the worst example you can have. What if VVD said it now? Yeah. Can you imagine if VVD said, yeah. well, sorry guys, you know, we gave it our best shot, but let, let's be realistic, yeah? You know, we're all realistic. Man City are going to win every single game now and we're not going to win the league. So obviously I was playing devil's advocate there. Is that what you both mean when you say, and I was taking you to task saying you don't have to think that, is that what you mean when you say you have to think it's it, it, we're going to win it? We ha- you have to think it's winnable. Is that what you mean? Because... <laughs> well, yeah. it is. Turn, but it's not, it's not, it is. It is winnable, for a start. It just is winnable. I mean, we're one point behind with 27 to go. It's immensely winnable, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't yeah, forget, yeah. We, we've turned around. Man City finished 25 points ahead of us last season, I think. 25. Yeah. L- let's just put that into context. We finished 25 points behind Man City last season. They're, I think the nearest uh, United were second last season. Was that right? And they finished uh, 19 points behind. Well, where's your Man United now? Where's your Arsenal? Where's your Chelsea? Where's your Spurs? Where's your Everton? Where tenth. are they? They're 10th. What was that known? Yeah. Mm. Well, can, can, Where can, are they? They, well, haven't, can I... they haven't, uh, like, turning that 19-point gap or that 25-point gap or that 30-point gap or whatever that gap was between them, them teams and Man City, like we have. We're well, there. To, 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 double, to, to double down on what you're saying, Cam, we should also look at a simple um, statistic that should give people a little bit of hope. It is a point. Um, it's level games played. There are nine games each to play. They will keep winning in their cup competitions and therefore they will have more fixtures. And here's the thing. The horrible fact is, I heard someone say, 
Yeah, but it's a point. There might as well be two points because of the goal difference. Yeah. And that again, it, no, but it's feeding into that thing, Carl, that you were talking about a second ago. Oh, I'm just being a realist. But we've already overturned a massive goal differential on these guys in this season. Not that long ago, we did that. So you just have to think, right, right, Reds, go out and batter everyone until the end of the season. Go out yeah. and batter everyone. Three, four, five, sevens, batter people. Be angry. And if you if 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 in the end the league is not won, it won't be because we didn't absolutely deserve because of the way we play football. And like that that that's 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 where I am with this at the moment. That's well, this is this is already a great season. In, in as much as that, at the bare minimum, it's 2014, it's 2009, because we we we've, we've gone to places we, we we've got points titles we never had before. We've done things we've never done before in the, in the modern era. So you know this is already a good season for a start, and I I I, I think we're going to win it. I still do. We've got Champions League before on seventy points. Uh, actually, maybe even less one year. And um, people have gotten Champions League on less than seventy points. I think uh, yeah. we have seventy points with twenty seven still remaining. People have won it with seventy two. They I have. Think I think they've. I think it was seventy two. United went with seventy two, and I don't remember what year it was now. There's a there's a potential ninety seven point haul for 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 our club. That is just so exciting to think about, and I, I'd be inclined to agree with both of you. I think if that is attained, then the league is is going to be is going to be ours. And that, that is <laughs> Jesus. Even just saying that has me giddy again. I cannot wait for this game. You know, somebody said to me What's you know, that? a couple of months ago. Somebody said to me, "We're going to finish with ninety six points, and it's thirtieth year of Hillsborough, and we're going to win the league." And I was like. And right now, seven seven wins and two draws. What does that get us? Or uh, can we can we mathematically get ninety six from it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think really? so. I think I think it, it, the nine wins gives us ninety uh, gives us ninety seven. We're on seventy points now, so another twenty seven yeah. will be will be ninety seven. But it, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have this game at the weekend, and it's already a, uh, it's it's been it's been stoked up beautifully. I I don't know, lads, if. You, we we'll talk about we'll talk talk about um, Sean and and uh, hey, uh, listen, Trev's agenda time. Trev's agenda time. And mm-hmm. listen, can, can I give a little shout out to to Nate Myers on the Discord who uh, gave me the brilliant re- reference of Sean and the dice bags. I absolutely love that. <laughs> that is that is tremendous from Nate and 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 may well make it into the title. I'm not sure. It depends on how sensors react to it. Uh, but We'll talk about them in one second, but I just want to flag up something. Did you both see the statement from Fulham Football Club? It was it was a statement, was it? It was the um, it was in the program, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's 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 published in the official program. It is the saltiest oh, thing I've, I've ever not seen. This. Oh, have you not? Right, no. look, do you know what? I'm going to save it, and you, we'll talk about it next week because I, I want I want to get your reaction now because it is the saltiest thing I've ever come across, and really excessively scorpy about Liverpoolians, Liverpool fans, leaning into a few stereotypes that I found quite, as a guy who's just like a fan and friend of the city, massively offensive. We'll have a chat about it. I'm sure it'll be passed off as banter, but I thought it was uh, bang out of order. Anyway, let's talk about Sean and the dice bags and 
Sean himself has been talking up uh, how brilliant uh, his lot have been. <laughs> he was talking about this great run of results they've had. And then he had to do like the equivalent of almost like a David Brent moment. Like, obviously, we lost our last two games, but you know, we were eight yeah. in a row. We were eight in a row undefeated before that. So, like, if you put the two into the 10, uh, that makes uh, he was just, it was just. Well, it's, it was, it's, um, you're not going to lose your job. You're not going to lose your job. You're, you're, you're not going to lose your job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he pauses yeah. at the back. He just stares at his brain, just thinking, "Yeah, you are going to lose your job." It's, it's, <laughs> he's making he's making a bit of a habit on the back of last week's. Uh, I'm still here, generally speaking, uh, to become this uh, to become out with this 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 chat about the the run of fixtures. And Carl, like you know, I'm looking at them, and they're a solid sort of an outfit. Um, they have a couple of lads up top who can who can do a bit of damage. They have a very solid pair of centre halves in me and Tarkovsky. They have a renewed strength about them in in the in the goals since they got rid of uh, uh, the haircut uh, and brought back. Uh, um, uh, Tom yeah, Eden. I missed him. I yeah, missed, I miss I miss head and shoulders. Miss old head and shoulders, and yeah. you know they they've got they've got a workman like midfield there, Cork and Hendrick and uh, fellas I like. Think, I think Hendrick's really good actually. He's a decent player. He's, he's, do you know what he is, Carl? To use a to use an English football uh, uh, cliche, he's game. He's a game lad, uh, as 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 I used to hear all the time. I was a nipper. So my mate said about Brian Robson, he's, he's a bag of spuds player. Bag of spuds. Yeah, he'll, he'll, sort you out. He'll, he'll just sort you out. He's all right. He's not. He's not your. Uh, you know, he's not your quinoa or anything like that. Sweet <laughs> potatoes. He's just a standard bag of spuds. I think a lot of mags might take issue with that. Absolutely loves Brian Robson back in the, back when Man United were no threat when I was a kid. And I know this annoys people. They had some decent players, though. Well, I, I actually, you could, look, you could look at them and go, Brian Robson's a really good footballer. I like watching Brian Robson. Brian Robson joke, but maybe it's not for that. I might, I might tell it next week. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> we run it past the censors. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go past on the demolitions first. Do we actually have censors? Yeah, this we is do. Yeah. first time yeah. hearing yeah. it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, right, okay. Yeah. Me. Just imagine guy. Jesus. No, no, I'm sorry. The guy's a lovely man, but I'm not trusting him with sense. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, so here's here, here's the here's the thing, Carl. Uh, are you feeling that this is you know this bullishness that um, I've heard come through and what you're saying there about look, we're winning this? Do you feel that this is a weekend where we go out or and 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 win convincingly, or or do you think it's going to be this sort of stuttering, faltering progress to a title? How how do you how do you envisage this game going? Um, yeah, that's a really good question, Trev. Um, I, I really don't know. Um, generally, our home form has been excellent. Uh, Leicester aside, we've been really, really good at home against, as Mr. Brunder like to say, the dross. But Burnley have always given us a tough game at home, haven't they? We've never really convincingly beat them. I think we generally draw against them. So I've got a little bit of apprehension about this game. We, 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 usually, we usually get a win, but it's, 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 not, it's never a 3 or 4 nil. It's a 2-1 normally. Mm. Yeah, but head and shoulders in the last game, he had a superb game, didn't he? He pulled out some cracking saves. But it's... No, it, 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 it's, it's, if, he's, if he's played off, obviously. It might be it, 
it, no, he won't play. It'll be Heaton. There's no way Hart yeah, gets back into the team. Heaton's taken over, and, and and since Heaton came back into their side, uh, they've their results have taken a turn for the better, and that's a fact. I mean, right. the that, the last game, Carl, between the two sides, uh, I think it was a three-one win for the Reds. It was a it was a a, a, a spicy meatball uh, with with uh, with some slight tackles that Jurgen wasn't too happy with. Uh, with um, with a massive moment in our season, with Joe Gomez getting injured, um, Ben Mee challenged that uh, was, I guess, fair enough. Yeah, it was. But, uh, yeah, but was poor old Joe ends up uh, in a bit of a heap. And I know Clapo was annoyed about Joe's injury and made a few comments about the slide tackles afterwards, which uh, Daishi, um spat out some worms and said, uh, listen, you know, uh, that's how the game is played around here. You know, you didn't quite go full. Brexit on it, but he was Brexit, a bit. Brexit, Brexit, Brexit means Brexit. Yeah, yeah he, he, he was a bit. He was a bit dismissive of the of the 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 the, the, the whinging German. He wasn't quite full large Samuel, but he was a little bit what you on about, you know. Uh, well, it, it's actually one of our better wins of the season because we were goal down. It was. Yeah. yeah, we won three one away from home. I mean, was it four days after the three days after we've just uh, the Divock derby? When you know you can excuse us for being a bit tired and a bit jaded because you know we we left everything on the field in the home derby. And to go to a goal behind and win three one is extraordinary. It is. It really but, is. Uh, I, I I think about Sunday. My my only worry about Sunday, and it's from both the club's point of view and my own, is why are we playing in the middle of the night? Oh, for fuck's sake! It's so annoying, and I think it's it just comes down to television um, uh, super shows because they are they're Sky are putting on three games that day, so. If you put on Liverpool early, you can get everyone out and into the pubs uh, yeah. for 12 o'clock. And I think it is absolutely that cynical. But 12 o'clock is no time to be playing football. It's no, no. time. No, um, and we never start well in the mornings. Um, well, I was saying that. I remember, I remember going to Newcastle at 11.30 in the morning and, and doing really well. Um, but it, I, 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 we're winning this because we're second. I'm, I'm still sticking to that theory. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was wondering about. Is is, yeah. that, is that that's that's your take on it? Because the, the pressure's off, and, and uh, it's very rare that we, we 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 were so bad on on Sunday. I can't see that being a two game result. Yeah. I think he puts this right. It's the same with the Wofford game as well. Um, you know, no, no one's talking about Wofford because of the derby, but I think we'll have a similar sort of performance. Um, they're yeah. going to try and kick us off the park, but eventually we'll we'll end up being Liverpool. Well, well me... our quality should should. Should come through at home. Yeah, there is a there is a difference at home. There is a different mindset. I mean, a couple of the results we've had have shown that, haven't they? Yeah. Well, 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 Cam, to finish it, you're, you're and, and after your your work in the midfield, do you think he changes it up and goes for the midfield that is you know the fans' choice of of <laughs> of, of, of Ginny and 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 uh, Fabinho and, and Naby ahead? Do you think that happens, or do you think he's going to go with? Uh, his more trusted lieutenants, like one of uh, Jordan or or, or Milner. Uh, I, I don't know, Clark. I think at home the flat three doesn't it, it works at home, so it, it doesn't worry me so much at home because sure, yeah, it, it's just when he does that away, it's been proven so often away it does not work, and. So at home, I'm not so concerned about the midfield because we see so much more of the ball, and we and we we move player, you know, we move the opposition around a lot better. Um, you know, obviously if the opposition come there, they're not going to dominate the ball against us. It's a different mindset. 
Um, it's a different game. It's a completely different game. So, um, I again, I'd love to see. Uh, I, I, I want I want Naby in that team. I, I I just I don't see why. I mean, I'm going to say something that I I, I said to you uh, yesterday. You know, my little theses that I put together. Jurgen Klopp said our best playmaker is Gegen Pressing. That's our best playmaker. Since wow. Naby's come into the team, he has been one of our best Gegen Pressers. So if he's one of our best Gegen Pressers, that means he's one of our best playmakers. Why aren't you playing him? You know, it just just seems to be logical to me to put, you know, to do that. I mean, if we had um, the lad from Nike in the team, We'd want him in the, you know, still in the, at the club. We'd want him in the team. If we'd signed Nabil Fakir in the summer, we'd want him in the team. We signed, we got, you know, we bought this guy for a reason. The only way he's going to be able to, you know, and I said it last week, the only way he's going to be able to show what he, he's about and become an integral part of the team is by playing. And he's only had, what, six minutes in the last three games? Six minutes. How does a player get better in six minutes? Yeah. It's whether, it's whether you want the luxury. Because, I mean, there's... there's yeah, but a, you can afford more players. If, you, if you're playing with two DMs you, almost... You can't end a derby. But if we, if, the, if the lad wouldn't, from Nike was available, would he have been playing? Yeah, but he's yeah, more reliable. He was more reliable. Actually, yeah, but then he, 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 was quite, he was quite gnarly in his own little way. Um, and, and you, had, I'll, I'll tell you what, Kaita... He's got spice in him. I, hey, listen, you're not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing yeah. because you know, you know that I'm frustrated by not seeing him on the park and it's got nothing to do with any other player. I just want to see that player. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's what, my that's logic. What it is with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. my logic. He, about. He, 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 he could, he could have dropped Ginny for all I care for Nabi. Yeah. A hundred percent. At least, at least I know Nabi's going to try and break the lines. He's going to, he's going to be progressive. He's going to try and go through there. He's going to, he's, if you've got a player running at you, it's the ox factor again, isn't it? If you've got a player running at you at pace, yeah, a defender has to make a decision. I either try and win the ball and risk giving them free quick away, free kick away, or I back off, I back off, I back off. You're on a win-win. Well, hang on, can I ask you a question about that? Go on. Then. Saying they're both fit, both 100% fit. Mm-hmm. If you're playing Chamberlain or like or Kaiser, right now, because of what I've seen of the two. And the the amount of game time they've had, you're going to say Chamberlain. Absolutely. Yeah, but the only reason you're going to say Chamberlain is because he's been bedded into the team. He understands what the team's about. But this season, we're playing a different style. Chamberlain hasn't played this season. So how's he going to know the style this season? Well, they're also going to be there, isn't he? He's going to be the breaker of the three, isn't he? He's going to be the man who helps the top, you know, the three up top. Yeah, but like I say, the... The Naby situation is, is, it's really bizarre for me because he has, he was just beginning to look good. There were signs that he was, there was a play, you know, we know there's a player there. We know that. We said this at the beginning of the season when we saw the first few games. We could see there's a player in there. Yeah. And then he got, he picked up an injury, lost a bit of form, went out of team. That's fine. Came Napoli, back in. Got injury in Napoli. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And everybody was shocking that day. It wasn't just Naby. But he, 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 he had the, he had the back injury, didn't he? he went off. That's right. Yeah. And um, but then he came back in and he started picking up it, and his game was there, and you could see he's driving into the box. He got an assist. When was it, when was the last assist? You know, I'm not picking on him now. When was the last assist Jordan Henderson had? Same game. Again in that game. 
I think so, yeah. I might be wrong on that, to be honest. That, that's yeah. my immediate thought. But the thing is, we, 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 Ginny doesn't get a lot of assists. Fabinho has, has got the odd one or two, but he's he's your def- he's your DM in the team, isn't he? Yeah. You, you you don't expect your DM to be getting assists. I see I see Fabinho more as a not only a deep line playmaker, but as a as a defensive midfielder as well. He's a, he's a combination of the two. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's the one you trust in the middle of the park. Yeah, and um, and I think that's fantastic. We got him now, and he and he's settled into that role. But my worry is we're not getting players running into that box and causing havoc. I mean, going back the season before or and the season before that, we used to get players in the box. Players in the box. You know, and we've got players in the box. It's giving the defence a nightmare and we just and we've not been doing that lately. Well I, I think I think I just yeah, that's on Sunday. Um I think it might be ahead of when Alden so I still don't think when Alden's fit. Um and I'm fine with that, but there's no way where people are saying, Oh yeah, but why didn't why only bring start with Kaiser? I, I don't even play Navi Kaiser and they get good at some park. I just don't. He's too slow. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a nasty way. It's just not his game, you know, to do to do that sort of thing. He's yeah. he's asking and to be kicked. I I he, I, I, I respectfully disagree. Yeah. I think he spends too long on the ball. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. He does. He does. But then he, he in that game it, it would have been fantastic. Yeah, you see, I think I think what we're set up. You know, it's it's not his game from what we've seen in a red shirt. However, if you go back and look at him in a in a Red Bull shirt, it was absolutely absolutely his game. And and this is what's frustrating me is that I want I want to see that guy. And we've waited long enough and I've heard rumors about him not having good enough grasp of the language. I've heard rumors and I'm listening to things about how, you know, Klopp doesn't really feel he can inject, inject him into a derby. He's an early little fucker. He should be absolutely game for that game and he should be spot on for that game. He's the kind of guy we should be leaning into and it's just not happening. That's what's frustrating for I me. I think maybe next year. I've been saying this all year. He, he looks to me like a, a second season player. Could very well be the case. Could very well be the case. And it, it, we just had the small man trying to win a league in this particular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I said before. You know, to come about. You know, and, and I said, you know, a draw in the derby. If, if we were seventeen points ahead, no one imagined the slightest. But oh. this is the freakiest of all seasons. Yeah, and, and that's why I said, you know, that Naby Keita will be a bit of a luxury in this side because um, any other know, season, um, if it wasn't for this. Well, Superman, honest, last, last Superman, we would have been we would have been ten points cleaner. Yeah, free, with free, this, probably yeah. probably with this points. I don't I I don't know what the points tally was after twenty seven games of the season or whatever. Well, well, we're 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 nine points clear of a Tottenham having one of their best seasons ever, uh, yeah. and and that that is a fair indicator uh, to everybody else. You yeah. know that that yeah, of, uh, it's it's also an indicator of how uh, discouragingly uh, belligerently consistent city are as well uh and it's also an indicator of that thing that i think we've said on this show several times you're better off win one and lose one than drawing two do you know what i mean yeah. uh that's very much been the story of the recent uh past so look let's hope that we're looking at a, a, a spell just where we're gone north of an hour let's hope we're looking at a, a spell where it's, it's cons- consistent wins uh, by the way there's a there's a, a couple of great Bayern stories but maybe we'll try and get in early next week uh, kind of the uh, same thing before ahead of Wednesday maybe we'll try and do that so we can actually chat about Bayern um, because I may have an issue I'm in um, I'm in Bordeaux next week you're in Bordeaux yeah I'm going to be right 
Uh, Ryan Fitzy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. The okay. Legends. So you're just you're you're. What you're telling me is you you you're on a jolly and there'll be no podcasting for you. Uh, he's gonna be. He's gonna be red wind up. When are you back? Uh, Wednesday afternoon. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, look. There, there are. I'll, I'll leave it up to you. There are a couple of uh, one-off stories that we can look at. I don't know what which one you want to finish on, and then we'll just get your your individual thoughts and go. Uh, I, the couple of stories that 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 I had queued up to talk about. Uh, basically, I don't know if you saw this, but in a display of glorious banter. Uh, notable uh, uh, a betting company, Bet365, uh, put out a tweet saying, Mohamed Salah's goals and assists in, inverted commas, big games this season. Mm, I saw that. And put down a list of zero against Tottenham, PSG, Chelsea, Chelsea again, Napoli, City, blah, 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 one goal against Napoli, two against Arsenal. But it's a long list of zeros against big game opposition. And... I have to say, it sort of rubbed me the wrong way uh, several times from different directions because there's a real bang of xenophobia of it. There's a horrible uh, whiff of the, the 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 conspiracy theorist in me is wondering well, what 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 is this like anti Liverpool agenda? But for Salah in particular, especially when you see how lauded someone like Kane is, and Kane's allowed to come out and do these absolutely atrocious adverts. But he's got uh, such a charismatic voice. Oh, but <laughs> that's that's actually uncanny. But 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 I, I, my point is that is bang out of order. That's not banter. That is targeted. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I think I think it. I think it's fair to say that. I don't think it's being precious to say that because you don't see that about any other player. No, not even so, Harry Kane. No, certainly not England's Harry Kane, you know, and it's it's a little bit distressing. Um, the Welcome. last, thing, sorry, Cap, go ahead. Welcome to modern media. Yeah, well, thinly veiled uh, ugliness um, yeah. around every corner. Um, it's in many many forms of uh, the the media nowadays. Many forms in so. I could go on for hours about it. But, well, actually, yeah. you know what? There's a there's a good show that you could probably lead for us on that topic. Um, that we might do in a if if there is a a period of 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 uh, of, of quiet, um, in the in the foreseeable future because it is a very interesting subject. Look, I'm just aware we're creeping on with time, so let's finish it out. Cam, we'll get your final thoughts first because I know Carl's final thoughts is to give a shout out. Um to a very worthwhile uh, cause. So we'll, let, we'll finish the show with that. Why don't you finish us out with your uh, final... But, but, but before you do, can I just say that um, I was at Anfield on Friday. I was in the changing room. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, shit. Yes, yeah. yeah. What, what was the context of that, man? I was just mixing it with my mate Virgil. It was um, very nice. Uh, no, I went to the same school as George Sefton, the stadium announcer, and that's where we have our school reunion. But I was that's in the chemistry fantastic. lab, the chemistry room, whatever it's called, in the main... Oh, the chemistry lounge. Sorry? The chemistry lounge in um something like that, yeah. The main grandstand now. Yeah. Um and um I didn't get enough salmon, I wasn't happy with that. Um but um but with this time we were allowed to go into the uh, changing rooms. So uh, yeah. took a nice little video of uh, where Mo Salah sits. And you know, they've got, the, they've got their own well. USB port. That that shot of you in the uh, in the media room at the at the press conference desk, is that from that same night? Yes, yeah. Yeah, dude. I, 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 me, me, me and my mate Phil, yeah. 
I love the way that neither you nor Phil can really fully manage a smile despite the fact that you're having japes. <laughs> well, well, I'm furious dealing with the knobheads from Sky. That's, 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 that's enough. I'm, I've got Jim White in my ear. <laughs> was there a yellow banana? No, it wasn't a banana, was it? Something Probably else. Yeah. I've, I've got I've got a Jim White um, name drop story, but I'll do that some other time. It involves yeah. me being in a museum. We'll carry on with that. Excellent. Excellent. Jim White's stories are always entertaining. I, I kind of, uh, he's one of those characters that we mentioned earlier on. Uh, that, that, jing- that jingle again, Trev. You're all right. It's Jim White. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the greatest jingle in radio history. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just bask in that, folks. Right, Cam, finish us out. Cool. Okay. Uh, just a long sentence, but here we go. Suffering becomes beautiful when anyone bears great calamities with cheerfulness. Not through insensibility, but through greatness of mind. Well, that's nice. One I like the, that a lot. One of the greatest philosophers ever. Sean Dyche. Adam Lallana. Adam Lallana. Aristotle. Aristotle. Aristotle, fantastic. Probably had the same hairdo, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He's a top lad. Top lad yeah. was Aristotle. He, he, he knew his he knew his audience. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm more of a fan of, of Aristotle than than, than the, the cave bloke um, Plato swallow guff. Uh, what about what about you, Carl? You, you, I know um, you've decided to uh, <laughs> stop being passive aggressive about the books and decided to do something else at the end of shows. Uh, so I know you've got a new uh, shout out. For the yeah, well, what, what I've started doing recently, as I said on Twitter, since I'm about these bloody books anyway, um, I'm going to give my little time to, to a charity that doesn't get um, much um, publicity. And I put this out on Twitter, and a man called Adrian Hendrick got in touch with me uh, to tell me something about Ether's Clan Doctors. Um, so there's a little blurb here, and so if it sounds like it's being read, it is. Ether's Clan Doctors are professional actors trained to work in the hospital setting. They do the most amazing work visiting and entertaining vulnerable and sick children on the wards of Crumlin and Temple Street hospitals. These children are in unfamiliar environments surrounded by medical personnel. Ethers clown doctors transport them to a world of wonder and fun, if just for a short time. This is not only beneficial for the children, but also to the stressed and anxious parents who get to see their child laughing, which must be an amazing thing about it. Ethers clown doctors are being solely funded by the Friends of Ether Hendrick, which was set up in memory of Ether Hendrick. Aoife was in Crumlin Hospital in the summer of 2012 after being diagnosed with leukaemia. She absolutely loved the clown doctors, and her parents were delighted to see her so happy during these special visits. Sadly, Aoife died on uh, age five on the 30th of April 2012. Um, and as with all these charities, they need support, they need volunteers, they need funds. Um, so can you please uh, have a look at them online at www.aoife'sclowndoctors.ie And Aoife um, is A-O-I-F-E. Um, so Ethers Clown or you can look on Twitter at, at EtherClownDocs. Docs. They have a Facebook page as well, uh, yeah. Facebook.com forward slash Ethers Clown Doctors. Um, and listen, I have a personal take on this. I know an awful lot of people have been through kids have been through Crumlin and actually it's interesting uh, that Adrian uh, Adrian Hendrick who, who supplied the information on this um, Aoife was actually is actually the name of, of, of my kid as well and look I mean it's it's uh, it's it's an incredible place and they do incredible work um, so if you have an opportunity or an inclination 
to maybe make a donation or uh, try to offer your support or services um, in any way, then I think, uh, as Carl says, this is the worthiest of causes. And again, uh, the website A-O-I-F-E-S-C-L-O-W-N-D-O-C-T-O-R-S dot I-E. All right, thanks, Carl, for that. Um, I suppose, unless anyone has anything dramatic to say, we should wrap it up out there. At that point, we've gone on a bit. Um, probably more of the football than we had expected, as per usual. But we will finish <laughs> this episode of uh, the Anfield Index podcast with me thanking you, as ever, for your support. Um, we really appreciate Appreciate it. Uh, I have to check in with Gags um, very soon and find out how many of you are there are these days because uh, I know it was growing steadily and that's something that was a, a source of great um, uh, pleasure for uh, the four of us here and we do appreciate your listening. So uh, you know what to do. Uh, let someone else know about it. Let's grow this even bigger. I've been Trev Downey. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.